Peace, y'all. I got to start this one off with a quick disclaimer. So uh, while Zay and I were recording, somehow my uh, the audio input switched from the mic that I use to my headphone mic. And my headphone mic is complete ass. <laughs> like, so my audio sounds like, like the shit sounds like I recorded it through a jail phone. This is the GTL episode. We're going to roll with it. I just wanted to let everybody know, like, in case people were wondering why my audio sounds so crazy compared to the usual, um, you know, like it's, it's, you know, like it's listenable. You can hear everything, but you know, like this is the clip, like this in the intro and the outro are going to be the clearest I sound, you know, like it's, it's, it's like legit going to sound like I'm doing time. <laughs> like it's, it's some shit, but, um, yeah, just wanted to let y'all know that's about to happen. Um, love this. This is a great interview. Zay's the best. His audio sounds perfect. Um, yeah, go, go, go buy, go buy someone, you know, a size eight fitted. You, you'll know what I mean in a few minutes. Tap in. Yo, good looks to DreadSock.com for sponsoring this episode of Real Notes. Anyone who has curly or locked hair like me knows how sacred a good hair wrap is. A do-rag, a wave cap, a scarf, a bandana, a bonnet, you name it. DreadSock goes a step beyond the average with silk-based head wraps that offer full protection and frizz control for curls from 2A to 4C. They're made of a blend of breathable materials to help retain hair's moisture and preserve hairstyles enough to ensure a few less trips to the salon, all held down with an elastic band strong enough to withstand even the most aggressive head trips. Whether you wear one to bed or wear one on the go, DreadSock will have you looking fresh and full. Socks come in all sizes, from shorties for short hair and beginner twists to extra large for the longer locked folks out there. Look, y'all, I've been growing my locks for nearly two decades and have been a loyal DreadSock customer for 15 years. So when I tell you these shits work, I'm dead ass. Plus, they're an independent black owned business that's worth the time and energy. So go to DreadSock.com and use promo code CINEMASAI, that's C-I-N-E-M-A-S-A-I, for 10% off your first order. They won't fall off in your sleep, but they will keep you looking fresh. Thanks again to DreadSock for sponsoring the episode. Now let's keep this shit moving. What's good, y'all? My name is Dylan Green, and this is Real Notes, a space dedicated to blurring the cultural and artistic lines between rap and film. I'm here to chop it up with everyone from rappers and producers to journalists and video directors about their relationship to movies and how, if at all, film inspires their craft. My guest this week is California rapper, producer, DJ, and one half of the group Kwamze, Zay All Caps. We spoke about Size 8 and Upfitted, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Space Jam, Romantic Comedies, Like Mike, Curb Your Enthusiasm, The Legacy of Friday, How Rap Cured His Loneliness, SoundCloud Remix and Mashup Culture, Forming Kwamze with Kwame Adu, and the creative process behind his debut album, Falling Out of Spite. Come fuck with us. What's cracking, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back to uh, It's Fall. I don't know why I've been doing like weather updates, but it's it's fall now. Real Notes is back. It's uh, it's it's the beginning of October. Things are cool. Um, literally and figuratively cool. We're just uh, things are things shouldn't be winding down, but they feel like they're winding down. Like the year is not over yet, but it's like October is a strange time. But but my name is Dylan Green. So I'm a side. Uh, got a lot of names, a lot of shit, be around, outside, all that shit. Um, I'm with somebody here who's uh, who's also who's also outside and is around and does a lot of really crazy shit. And um, 
I've been a fan for a minute. It's an honor. It's an honor to have him here. He's a fucking rapper, producer, one half of the duo Kwanzaa, um, the subliminal pastor. I don't know if you remember that, but he is the subliminal pastor. We got fucking Zay All Caps on, 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 on the show today. He's making a face. Y'all can't see it. But um, Zay, man, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> it means the world. Bro, thank you. And that's crazy. Uh, he just made a reference to like a song I made at like 16. That's on my SoundCloud. That's crazy. That's man, did your homework. That's cool. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I was going to the SoundCloud and I found High Sierra and I was like, hey, I, I, I knew exactly what that was. Like, I also had a High Sierra. So I was like, immediately, like, connecting. and being, yeah, no, like, you've been on a, you've been on a crazy journey. Balling out of spikes out now. It's been out for a while. Um, You've been doing great shit forever, and I'm just happy you're here. I'm happy you wanted to do this, so thank you. Appreciate you so much. I'm like geek. I'm healthy geek. Thank you. Oh man, hell yeah. Um, damn. Well, oh, also before um, um before I forget, we were talking about this off camera. So Zay and I met for the first time in person. Uh, what last year, right? Uh, earlier this year, February. Uh, it was early. Yeah. Okay, I, I I don't know why I thought it was December. But we, but... <laughs> <laughs> that, mo- that motion, that motion makes it go go by fast, right, son? And you like, and, 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 and like one of the first things you told me when you met me was that like you asked me where I got my big ass hats from, <laughs> which like still like I didn't, I didn't. Like, I'm like, I know size eights are big, but I didn't know they were that big. <laughs> but fucking um, you know, like you were just telling me that you got your first. You were telling me you finally found you a size eight hat. So tell me, tell me about this bodega hat you just found. Because I'm curious. All right, so about I got it. the hat. Uh, if anyone doesn't know bodega, like the the clothing brand that's in like L.A. and Boston, they have um, a year end clearance sale every year. But anyway, like they had this, this hat, right? And I live in L.A. You can't be wearing any hat. Like I had to check in with my homies that live in L.A. if I could even get this hat. But they had a size eight hat for like twenty bucks, and it's a it's a L.A. fitted has the L.A. logo on it, like just the L and the A. Um, and it's like two tone brown on each side. So like, I you know according to my calculations, I shouldn't get pressed for wearing this hat anywhere in the city, anywhere in the county. It'd be good. Very excited. And I thought size yeah. hats were a myth. <laughs> yeah, they make them bigger. They uh, like I think the biggest I've seen is like eight and a quarter. Because I have a I have an eight and one eighth that's over there, like on my wall somewhere. It's got Donald Duck on it. Um, it's kind of dirty, so I don't wear it anymore. Yeah, they're, they're real. They're out here. I will need that because I don't got a retwist right now. So, like, the size eight, I can't even really wear it. But once I get the retwist, I can wear it. But, like, I need, like, a, a, a eight and a quarter just for, like, on any day with no retwist. Yeah, thank you for saying that. That's so real. Like, you know, like, with, like, with a fresh twist out, you might even be able to get away with, like, a seven and seven eights depending on the type of place you get it from. Yeah. You know, like, the eight and, like, the eight and the, the eight and the eight and the eight and a quarter, like. And it's crazy because, like, whenever you buy them, you know, like, like like whatever places sell fitteds, like the eights always go the fastest. Yeah, I've never like seen every, every, everyone needs them. You know, like it's just, it's it's crazy. But like it like it like I, I almost I almost feel like it's a. Uh, I feel I feel like it was like back in uh like back when everybody was buying like shit that was like two or three times their size just to like <laughs> fit in with like the fucking soldier boy and franchise boy shit because like you like see people with like eight. And their heads like swimming in the shit, and it's like yeah. I need that eight. Like, yeah. why are you wearing that hat? Like, you look yeah. dumb. I need that yeah. shit. <laughs> you look like you look like when the monsters got shrunk back down to the aliens. <laughs> like, yeah. 
So I did my, I prepared, I have like a list of shit just to like make sure I didn't like, I'm not going to be like, uh, I don't know. Like, no, nah, I, I made a list. <laughs> Fuck that. Real notes, real niggas. Real notes, real Come niggas. on. Come on, son. Where's this shit at? Okay. All right. So uh, I was with my little brother. Uh, they came to visit my grandma's house. So we we're kicking it. And uh, I put on Fantastic Mr. Fox. I, I was late, so I fell asleep after the first half. But like I really, really, really enjoyed it. And I didn't know it was that old. I thought it was in the 2010s. How old is it? Was it or, or, Bro, was it? Wow, really? Shit. Yeah. Damn. Super good. I, that's Wes Anderson, right? That's Wes Anderson. Yeah, no, that's like like I think that might be my favorite. Like, that might be my favorite thing he's ever done. I love, I love Fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> That shit was sick. That shit was that shit was super sick. Like obviously the animation is great. Like that's a given. Stop motion like really fits the vibe, especially if it's based off of Roald Dahl. But like uh, I'm I'm a big fan of like just flowery dialogue that that you know it's like it feels like it's for heads. Like yeah, I really I really enjoy that. And I think that's a lost art in like general. So I really like shit like that. Yeah, yeah. No, that movie's tight. I ha- I haven't seen it since it first came out. Um, it's been yeah, yeah. So that means I haven't seen it since oh nine, maybe maybe twenty ten. It's it's been a long time, but it's it's it's, it's one that's been on my mind. I want to watch that shit again. So, I gotta uh, finish it. I got to the part where uh, he's about to hit the second lick, the second big lick. He he hits the he he kills dude. He gets the first uh, big company, and yeah. he like steals from. He's trying to hit the second one. What's good, G? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, you saw. So you saw um, him knock out the beagle with the blueberry, right? Yes, yes, and the, okay. and the and the farmer, the dude that owns the whole shit, that was tight. Right. Yeah. No. It, it's like I, I don't I don't know why, but that's like the one scene. It's it's like that, and then when he's fighting with the Bill Murray Badger, and and, and, and like the um like the cameras like spinning around them, like that shit is just it like it's so cool to see like a filmmaker who's never really done animation before like get all there like a stick shit like in a stop motion movie that makes me so happy to see like like, really hella themes yeah no like so so you only saw the first half yeah i gotta finish that for sure damn that's wild but yeah no once you do let me know what you think because like the ending's nuts and this is my roommate uh steph extraordinary movie buff greatest rapper of all time ocho worldwide hey peace what's cracking Good, bro. <laughs> I'm cool inside. <son. laughs> yeah. Yo, what else Cameo. you been watching? What else you been watching? All right, so I was at the homegirl's house. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into another thing I didn't watch the whole like I didn't finish, but okay, I'm at the homegirls crib. They doing a rom com night, and like I caught the second half of Twenty Seven Dresses. Ooh, good stuff. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. All right, good themes, man. I love themes. <laughs> <laughs> And I love how like they're bound to the format. Like that, 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 I think that like I like shit like that. Like I enjoy sitcoms. I like how you got it. This is what this is. We just go and, like stunt within the format, right? 
and uh, that there, there's there's a lot of mastery that comes with just like taking a template and running with it in your own way. Like, yeah. you know, Twenty Seven Dresses is a movie that I don't I don't remember anything about Twenty Seven Dresses, but I remember when it came out and I remember how big of a deal it was. So that's really cool. Is low key maybe this is the whole genre as a whole, but like uh, I was telling my friends, I'm like, it, it low key is more woke than maybe it was trying to be, or like was at the time because I'm like, okay, it seems like uh. The reason why she can't get a dude is because she's like a girl that takes control and like she's a planner and she's intelligent. And those are the type of things that like I feel like you know society don't want you to uh, be as a woman, right? So yeah, that so she's not getting picked because she a boss. <laughs> and yeah, and yeah, just like trying to have to it, it's it's a like that's just so complicated. But like making it a comedy is like a making it a comedy is an easy way to kind of. Well, not easy, but like a more like palatable, like accessible way of like dealing with that shit. Yeah, I, I, I got, I got, I got a lot of respect for that. And I feel like, uh, like I think, like okay, that's a really good glimpse into white culture. I feel like we gotta just like show, but we gotta show like minority kids a bunch of white movies so they can like be set up for success in the corporate world. <laughs> and if in a bust out singing Benny and the Jets at the bar, but this is normal, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, bro yeah no nah. so yo that's hilarious so now like i just thought about this now like there's you know like like like, for, like if there were three if there were three movies that i would need to show there were three white movies i need to show somebody to like prep them for the corporate world i would say off the top of my head 27 dresses um 20 or, or, or no excuse me uh, devil wears prada you got okay. mail and uh you ever see kate and leopold before which one kate and leopold no i gotta i, I have seen i've seen uh devil wears Prada when i was like a little kid but kate and leopold yeah it's a hugh jackman and meg ryan movie uh, oh. from I, I think it's from the year 2002 it was just on hbo max so i saw it but like is he, is he being is, british or he's being american he's being he's being british he's like a He's like nobility from the 1800s, and he falls in like a time. He falls in like a fucking like wormhole and winds up in 2000s New York. And he and Meg Ryan's, and like I think she works at a magazine, which like a lot of people did in romantic comedies in the early 2000s. Like, oh yeah, yeah. That was that was that that was like the ill job to have, like working at like it, it, it didn't even matter what kind of magazine. Bro, like, money, at a magazine. money in tech media. The dude in Twenty Seven Dresses, he just like a local news reporter, like exactly. <laughs> a big scoop. Like, he just they just got bread to throw it, bro. Right, and then oh, now you got me thinking about this shit. Um, there's this there's this other joint with uh, Nicholas Cage from two thousand five, I think, called The Weatherman, and like he's just he's just a weatherman, and but like he and you're like he. He stays out in Chicago, but he gets offered a job to go to New York, and apparently they're gonna like quadruple his already like crazy huge salary. And like he gets like people like throw trash at him in the street because they're like mad at the weatherman for like having an easy job. I don't know. It's a oh, wild. Wow. It, it's it, it's it's like it's like a it's like a, I have a good job, but like I'm in the middle of a midlife crisis kind of movie. It's 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 wild. It's it's super fucking wild. But, that's that that's that pre fucking recession shit. Mm. Big time. <laughs> So actually, yeah, no, I would say, so yeah, I would say, uh, what did I say? Devil Wears Prada, You've Got Mail, and The Weatherman. Those would be like... Okay, but okay, I'm updating the list. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, what other, uh, um, you got anything else on your list that you've been watching? Yeah, okay. So I also, I, I got through like the first three episodes of the Larry Sanders show. 
Mm-hmm. Good stuff. I like. I think it's the first HBO original series, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Or in one of the first. Uh, super good. It's something I'd heard of. I'm scrolling through HBO. And I'm like, okay, I want to turn my brain off and just watch a good comp, a good show that I should watch, and I just put that on. Super good. It's cool. Like, uh, I love seeing comedy that's very relevant and like, I don't know, it feels mad as I guys even though it's from like the early '90s. Mm-hmm. The format's cool. Uh, once again, real, real heady stuff, low key. Like it's crazy. This is just like kind of. I don't know if it was average humor back then, but like I don't know, it feels real heady nowadays. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that that, that that's tight. It's like the. I mean, I mean, I've I've never watched the Larry Sanders show. I've heard a lot about it, but like, yeah. like I um I did something similar with like you ever watched Delocated on Adult Swim before? Which one? Delocated. Delocated? Yeah. Nah, is that about like I'm assuming it's like Hanna Barbera stuff? It's like <laughs> it's a like the show is like a fake reality show about a family in the witness relocation program. So like they all okay. wear masks and like their faces are com- and um uh, their voices are altered, like and and, and and like they have like generic sounding family names. It's great. Like that's just it, like it's like it, it's like just high concept enough to not if you don't gotta like commit to it too hard, you can just throw it on and it's like cute and stupid and like early two thousands yeah. adult swim type shit, you know? Like Larry Sanders is cool because like even the, the first arc is pretty much him dealing with like the idea of selling out and that's like mad relevant to like what me and the homies are on, you know what I'm saying? Like do we take this bread from such and such? Do we co-sign this person online? You know what I'm saying? Like uh am I still being true to like what the mission is? What the fuck was the mission? I'm a rapper. It wasn't the point to sell out. Like this is all capitalism anyway. What the fuck? Like it's so that's like right. the first arc is uh they want so Larry Sanders is a fictional late night talk show, but it shows you the show and like the the inner like his life. And uh the network wants him to do like on air ads and read out like copy. And he like the first episode he does it in a funny way, and his boss is like, bro, what the fuck? You can't do that. But like he's getting great feedback from actual people and the numbers haven't come in yet. So that's like the first arc. That's tight. How long is it? Uh, re- it regular runtime, like you know, 25, 30 minutes. But hell, it's like six, seven. It's like six, oh, seven really? seasons. Damn, yeah, I okay. didn't know that. It runs until like the late nineties. Like, I'm pretty sure. Wow. All right. Yeah. No, I gotta tap in. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like, I, I, I need, I need to get off snowball for a second. It, it's, it's. it's I, like, I, I, need it's some, I need something not depressing to watch right now. So that sounds cool. It feels like a precursor to like you know the it, I mean it runs right like right after the show goes off air like Curb Enthusiasm comes on so it feels like a, a precursor like a, a test run for like Curb Loki. Okay. And yeah, yeah. I, I have I, I have a lot of feelings about Larry David. I never really found Curb all that funny. I don't like Seinfeld. Like Curb is something I want to try again. Seinfeld, I'm never trying again. I know I, I that ship has sailed. That's not for me. But I've heard great things about Curb. So I, so, so one day. One day I'm gonna try Curb again. Bro, you know? Curb is like, like tied for in my top three favorite shows is Curb, and uh, I like Curb so much I didn't give a fuck about Seinfeld. And then Brandon was like, "Bro, watch Seinfeld." So I watched it and I'm like, "Okay, this is pretty tight." Like uh, I still prefer Curb because I think the format's just like more appealing to me. Right. But yeah, Seinfeld's pretty gas. But yeah, Cur- Curb that shit. Curb is like, Curb is everything. I'm not gonna lie, Curb is that shit. What? T- tell me. You know, like as a as a curb skeptic, tell me what you love about curb. I'm so curious. all right. Listen. So I think in general, I really appreciate when like 
on a surface level, I wouldn't relate to this character. Like he an old, like he an old Jewish comedy writer who has a very successful TV show in the universe. In the universe, he's the dude that made Seinfeld, obviously. So like, right. I think relating to someone like that on such a deep level through the show is like that's good writing, first of all. But also like, they leave it kind of. They're not always saying he's he's right. Like he might be right half the time, or even if he's right, he's being an asshole about it. So that's why he's wrong. I think that's a cool dynamic. And also like. The show follows a format like it's always going to be some like shit that ties in from the beginning of the episode is like, for instance, OK, there's like a social edit, there's a social cue etiquette he doesn't understand in the beginning of the episode. And that comes to be the thing the end of like the, his, his downfall. So I think that's pretty tight. And also, like, I really like work. Peace out, G. Great seeing you, man. I really like that. Um, It's supposed to be like uh, like slice of life reality. So like they show people eating a lot. I think that's pretty tight. Like he's always in meetings and just eating. That's pretty tight. It's really real realistic. That's cute. Okay. Like that that's that's I, I can I can appreciate that. It's 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 been long enough that I definitely want to try it out and and and, and see if it's a thing that like my 31 year old brain's ready for, but I just I just didn't care. Might be time. Might be time. <laughs> I just didn't care for so long. But that but but, but that sounds great. So I I I might I might I might I might, I might need to I might need to second guess myself and do it again. And I just relate on some like, okay, I might be, I might be an asshole right now, but I'm right, but I shouldn't be an asshole. Okay. Right. Yeah. I, I, I can, I can, I can definitely get behind that. That's cool. <laughs> um, that, you know, def, def, definitely got over the fucking, um, that's, that's kind of sort of what the little dick show sounds like to me too. But uh, once, okay. once again, like that's I, I'm not even willing to go there. I can't fucking well, stand. I don't watch off principle, even if it, it might be good. I just didn't watch off principle. I, exactly. I might be, whatever. I'll miss out. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people I've had on this show be like it's it's worth it. I'm like I don't care. Like you know, I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll go, um, they talk um they talk about Gata all the time. I'm like I'll just wait till the show's over and go watch like the best of Gata on YouTube or whatever. Like I'm not watching that show. Like y'all yeah, can have really. it. That's fine. Uh, yeah I'll, I'll take that l it's whatever yeah for real <laughs> um so now nah, let's run it all, <laughs> let's run it all the way back to you bro um what's the first what's the first movie experience you can remember having it could be at the theater be at the cousin house first thing that comes to mind so once again i prepared for this question too i thought of a bunch of different scenarios so i think obviously like probably most people the first scenario is going to be like at the crib we just have dvds and, and tapes um right I remember, like, I had because you remember they used to do like. The, first off, the box they had more money for like the boxes. The packaging would be more elaborate, but like, I had a um, a box and it had like both both toys the one and two Toy Story Toy Story one and two in it. Uh-huh. That was my shit. Kept running that back. I'm, I think a lot of people that I've heard when I watched like they Space Jam be one of the first ones. So definitely Space Jam. Like, uh-huh. you know that comes out ninety six. I'm born ninety nine. That's just something I always just had at the house. Right. So, uh, Space Jam, like Mike, these are just at the crib so far. Uh, but oh, like, Mike. like Mike's my shit, sort of got. But my uh, my mom would take me to like Loki, any like kids movie that was out, like until I was like, like my whole like childhood, bro. Shoot, any any random kids movie, we would just go see that shit. It could be trash, it could be like Disney, Nick, DreamWorks, Unincorporated, third party, you know what I'm saying? Like, we would just go watch like a lot of shit growing up. Uh, so I spent a lot of time with the movies uh yeah just i feel like pretty standard uh early 2000s kid stuff 
Right. You remember you remember the first one you saw in a theater? First one in the theater? I don't know if I can give you a first, but I have a, a really good one. I uh, I saw Elf in theaters in the theater. Oh, yeah. And like I was so young, we took a picture in front of the cutout, and like in the picture, like you can't see my whole, you can't see my face. I'm so short compared to the adults. <laughs> Damn, that's great. Let's see what I write down though. Okay, there might be one first theater experience I can think of, but like I went so often, that's like I really couldn't even remember like the very first time. Like it was like a lot. Yeah. Nah, so I, 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 yeah, no, nah, for real. Yeah, yeah. Nah. Shout, shout out to shout out to shout out to moms and dads and just like parents and everybody who like. Um, this, this, this wasn't one of my first, but like there was one. There was like whatever year Shrek Two came out, my parents took us out of school to go see Shrek Two. I don't oh, know why. Yes. I could I could like I couldn't tell you why. Like I mean, like to make the first Shrek's a classic. I like the second one a lot. Three and four, I try and pretend like those didn't happen. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But yeah. like, you know, it like that was like that was the first like that was one of my first like unorthodox trips to the uh, to the movies that wasn't like you know like I like like my first experience at the movie theater was The Lion King. I only remember wow. it because my dad my, my dad tells me the story all the time because I was uh because I was born in ninety two, so I saw. I don't know if I did. I see Space Jam in theaters. I don't remember, but Space Jam was my my favorite movie forever. Like for Man. years and years and years, up until like I, I'd be like holding it just for no reason. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, like it's it, yeah, like everything that has to do with Moron Mountain and fucking like Bruh. like 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 I used to I used to like there used to be a period of time where I would like fall asleep and think about like the scene where like Wayne Knight gets flattened out and they like inflate yeah. like a balloon like that shit scared the fuck out of me as a kid like his okay. eyes out like I, I could, remember I thinking could... I like I mean even still my favorite movie scene Loki like just gives me the most like visceral reaction is when he's fucking the seal fly like an eagle he's just like hooping in black short in black shorts and the little tank top bro that's just hard yeah. bro slow mo he just looks so majestic that that fucking Michael Jordan propaganda that ran the nineties was like so top tier. Right. It, it was it was like it was so immaculate because like up until up until like the last two, three years, like that movie was based on a fucking campaign they did for Nike. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like because like I never saw the or like maybe I saw the commercials, but I was too young to like really recognize that it was like, yeah, this, this came from a commercial. But, you know, like that that scene in particular, there's always the bit where like there's like a close up on Daffy's face and you like his pupils turn into like basketballs going through the that that's that, that's such an iconic shot to me, and like Jordan just looking at the camera, and he's like, "Let's see if I still remember how to do this." And like, it's just yeah, like just Bro. beautiful, 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 beautiful. Like that was that was cinema. That was cinema to me at six years old, you know. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I hate to say it now, but like the the first scene, like before even the title credit, the like shot of the moon. Worn down basketball. They're in Wilming. They're in North Carolina, and and, and that man plays, and it's beautiful. <laughs> and then and then it and then it goes and then it goes like right into Jordan like also being a baseball player and like I had to ask my dad like so like I I remember asking like so like is Michael Jordan a basketball player or a baseball player like I didn't know who he was supposed to be because I'm fucking like six years old or four years, no I was four years old right ninety six yeah 96. I was four years old so like yeah like that was what a what a time like that that yeah. like yeah. like. Like a movie like that could never happen. I don't want to say it could never happen again, but like having seen the new one, it's, yeah. it's just 
it's it's not the same. I, I don't think like it's all self aware shit. Yeah, and, and and yeah, like self awareness is cool and all that, but it's just like that was such a special special is the wrong word, but that was like such a like unique moment in filmmaking that like you just, you just can't rep- yeah. like because like between between the whole like Looney Tunes and Jordan concept, like the song, the Space Jam song by by um by yeah. um. Quad City DJs. Right, Quad City DJs. Like, there's this whole incredible Ringer article that, like, details, like, the creation of the Space Jam song and Quad City DJs Pride. I'm going to link it. Thank you. For anybody listening, I'm going to link it, and I'll send it to you. Did you ever see the subreddit where it was, like, Shut Up and Jam, and it was, like, everyone remixed that song a gang of times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then then there were, like, 80 people who did, like, the fucking Charles Barkley mixes. (laughs) So the, the the Charles Barkley remixes fucking killed me because there was because there was the Quasity DJs one and then the one they did of the the fourth the fourth season of JoJo's like they did like the first theme song and they just like put the they put Quasity DJs over fucking it, it was once I'm I'm, I'm I'm gonna send that to you later that shit's wild yeah please. that's hella funny <laughs> my homies appreciate that that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I was. I was actually just thinking about that a couple of days ago. So it's funny we're talking about this right now. <laughs> I feel like you talk. You you have to talk about Space Jam every episode, damn near. Yeah. Almost. Like especially at the beginning. Like that. That was Space Jam's an important movie. Also, the soundtrack's great. Like, got the soundtrack's got, crazy, got, bro. D'Angelo. Soundtrack's bro. wild. Like, yeah, the D'Angelo song, the song with uh, Buster and Redman on it. Or 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 not Oh, cool. Bro, you used to watch the you know the special the special feature has the video and like black and white and they're just cool as shit. Coolio's in it, R.I.P. Shit's crazy. Yeah, man, just like uh, and and yeah, and and, 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 and I mean like we, I mean like we don't gotta talk about it, but fucking I believe I could fly is on there. It's the first time I heard that song and that was that the, you can hear the bounce of the basketball, the fucking like old net, and just hear that song. And you see the moon has the orchestral intro, bro. It's like it's it's too good. Yeah. They, they 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 got it, you know. Like it's it's not the best movie ever made, but they they had something uh, special with Space Jam, man. I, I don't know. It's it's, it's always uh, hot in my heart. Always. Like, <laughs> but um, well, yeah, that's a huge one. That's like the biggest one. But like also, you know, I'm I was born a little later, so like yeah, like Mike is my shit too. That's like like almost equally. It's it's not as big. It don't feel as big, but it's pretty fucking big. They got all the NBA stars. Hmm. They got like you know the the like. Real like generic blockbuster like heartstring moments that like they just land. Yeah, like he's a it's Bow Wow. He's an orphan. That's like you can't lose Bow Wow. He's an orphan. You it, all the NBA players are in the movie. Like you can't lose. Great supporting cast. Right. Yeah. No. Nah, um. What's his face is in it? Uh. Christian Glover, the one dude. Uh. 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 The the, what's the name? Uh. Not Pacino. The other dude. Uh. Not Robert Foster. What's the name? Um, Fuck. Uh, uh, they got some like heavy hitting old white dudes in it. Oh, Eugene Levy's in it. I know he's in it. Eugene Levy's in the glasses. Um, it like it might it might be Robert Forster. I think Robert Forster was in Light Mike. I could be wrong, but um, crazy. Oh, dad. fucking um um, bro from Breaking Bad. Uh, Jesse Plemons. Not not. Yes, um, yes, yes. Brendan Song. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Lipnicki. <laughs> but yeah no like lip, yeah like that that era that era of movies was jonathan lipnicki's to lose because he was in that 
He was in the little vampire. He was in Stuart Little. Stuart fucking I'm, Little. I'm pretty sure he was in. Uh, I think it was in Jerry Maguire. I could be wrong about that. Yeah, yeah, son. Like, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but like that was you know, like. Um, I think I talked about this before too. But Bow Wow's Beware a Dog was like the first CD I ever owned, like myself. So like that, yeah, like that. So like, like Mike was important to me too. Yeah, like yeah. that was that was. And 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 funny thing is, I think there's. There is a song called "Like Mike" on "Beware of Dog" that came out before the movie. Yeah, like so, like so like I, so like I always grew up with, under the assumption that that song inspired the movie. I don't know if okay. that's true or not, but yeah. like it might have. Who knows? Like that makes sense. Uh, I had the one of the first CDs I owned, if not the first, like bought from the store was a not "Beware of Dog," but the one where he has the eyebrow slit, where he's not a little bow wow no more. Has oh. Yeah, it's one of our freshest I miss and um, um like, told you and yeah, like, Wait, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, he is hard. He yeah, is so cool. yeah, he he was he was he he was he was everything at that time, man. Yeah. Like that was yeah. he was he was really something special. And then I mean, he's he's, he's I, like he's not as cool as he was before, but like at that time, like he was he was one of the first where I was like, oh, like that's what a rapper, you know, you like, like that a was years. Give like a couple more years and like more people are gonna like openly admit. I mean, we kind of do already, but like openly admit that like he's like a lot of our like dad in a fucked up way. He's like the swag manual, unfortunately, I guess. I don't know, but yeah, he's up there. Right. I, this sounds kind of dumb, and I'm probably gonna regret saying it, but he almost feels like Soldier Boy before Soldier Boy. Exactly. No. No. Like, yeah, that's where I was. Marvelous. That's where marvelous. Yeah, for sure. Damn. Like, yeah. Years, Man. Like yeah. Like I. I um. And then there was a period of time when I got him in. Well, I, I didn't get him in Romeo confused. Well, maybe I did because the first time I I heard I heard a Romeo song on Radio Disney, and I assumed it was Bow Wow. And then I had to go look it up, and I was like, "Oh, who's Lil Romeo?" And like I didn't know. Uh, and, and like I'm like fucking like eight, nine, ten years old. I have no idea who fucking Master P is. And I'm like, "Oh, he's he's the son of some rapper named Master P." Like I, I was, you know, that that was. Like that was definitely the beginning of my like. Let me go he's look this up. He's, he's, he's a Max Keeble just as a cool ass kid. I think he might have just been Little Romeo and Max Keeble. Oh really? Wow. Damn, I haven't seen Max Keeble in forever. That was my shit. That was my fucking shit. That was my goddamn movie. That was my shit. <laughs> oh, Orlando Brown, lesbian. Yeah, son. I was, uh, I had um I had Wolf Morpheus on here. I think last year he and I talked about oh, fucking um. Wolf Morpheus. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's amazing. But yeah, no, we we talked about yeah, me uh we talked about it with my boy uh Flowers. Yeah, you know, me and Michael talked about it. But like yeah, like the Max Keeble is a movie I only ever think about when I talk to other people about it, but it's just like yeah. so many memories. <laughs> oh, that was a movie. I don't even know who the fuck the main character is. Like the actor, I have no idea where he is or what he does, but that, that makes it way better. It's a it's a distilled moment in time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like it, it's that's all it needed to be, you know. Like he didn't need to be a superstar. He was mass people, and he did what he needed to it do. It was like in in the best way possible. It feels like if they like had like a ten year old in two thousand one, like write and direct the film. That's what it feels like, kind of. In right. my head, I haven't watched it like a, a very long time, but like in my head, that's what it feels like. Yeah, I feel it. That's like, like, like I imagine it's on Disney Plus, and like maybe one day I'll be tempted enough to watch it. But like, maybe we shouldn't. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with leaving that one in effort. I, I, I think, I think I'm fine with that. I think I'm fine. Well, maybe with that. we shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm cool with that. Oh, um, I want to ask you. My bad. I want to ask you. So you talking no. about seeing Shrek too? 
Did your family used to do the thing where you like rent the rent the first movie out the night before and like watch it and then go to the theater and watch the two? Not with that one, I don't think. Um, might have had it on DVD at that point. Can't remember. Um, sure. There, we we definitely did that with other stuff, but I don't think with yeah. Shrek specifically. That was like the first time I remember doing that. And I thought it was just so cool. Like, oh, that makes sense. I've seen Shrek one. Let's watch it again. Fuck it. Cool. Right. Yeah. No. Nah, that that was that was that was the first time I'd ever heard that Hallelujah song ever, and I never want to hear it again. I've heard so many covers. It's like I've heard so many. I I, I never need to hear that song again. Like Shrek might have ruined that song for me. Which one is that? Which one is that? It's the one that's like playing over the All Is Lost moment, where um, it's the like the Hallelujah. And I'm just realizing now that it's also kind of like the re- the musical refrain you hear throughout the movie too. So like yeah, that's yeah. like Shrek ruined that song for me because like it's in because it's in Watchmen. You, 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 um, have you ever seen the live action Watchmen? Have it, have it. Watch it. It's crazy. Um, I'm not gonna tell you when it pops up, but it's it's that's funny. It's crazy. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like Shrek's a, Yeah. <laughs> like every time every time I hear that song, I think of Shrek. And I think I think that's just gonna be like a very like millennial Gen Z thing. Like everybody older is just like what? But like that's yeah. that's that's my relationship to that song in that movie. Like, Real shit. Um fucking so like as you get older, um and you start to have more life experiences, like what was the first movie you saw that was like a capital M movie for you? Like something that just like really like connected with you on like an emotional, spiritual, or artistic level. That's not okay, the first so time I've ever answered that question. Or that's the first time I've ever asked that question in like a way that wasn't me stumbling over myself. So I'm clapping for myself. I'm proud of myself. Anyway, answer, please. Great. That was a great question. Okay, so I'm trying to think as a teen. I have a funny answer that's like, it's going to be a good conversation. But I'm trying to think of like, before we get to that, What's like one of the first ones? I feel like as a teen, I was watching more TV, but like I think movie, because this is a good moving going experience too. And and once again, a very specific moment in time. And it's just funny now to say it, but like fucking dope. <laughs> fucking dope. I was like the perfect age to see that shit when it came out. I think I was 16 or 17. Right. Uh, you know, I, at that point, I was living in the suburbs and shit, and I like music a lot. I was making music, so it just it resonated. I liked for real. I had, I had like fucking posters in my room of like N.E.R.D., Donald Glover, Kanye, Our Future. You feel me? Like the whole the whole thing, bro. So I, I was a target uh-huh. audience too. But yeah, it's it's yeah. Uh, you didn't. You, you, um, I know. Um, no, no, yeah. Finish. I remember like a few years later when I was like getting older and like more critical of shit. The homie, the mutual, the homie on Twitter, uh, Anthony J. AJ Classic. He had tweeted, hey. like, if, if you really fuck with dope, like, Good Burger is a way better example of what dope is. And I, I love Good Burger, so, like, that that kind of opened my eyes to, so like, oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, no, and, and just, like, you, you didn't have no high top fade, did you? Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I might have had, I might have had, I was cutting my own hair, and I had a, I had the sponge, the sponge fucking shit, I had, the, I'll do my own fade, oh, yeah, I had a high top man. I definitely had a high top fade when that shit came out, actually, 1,000%. That's hilarious. I, I, I never, I, I, I mean, I can't judge. I had a big ass bro that was like, maybe like around, it, 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 it was, it was like the, it was like the disco Starsky and Hutch bro. So I, I, I can't even, I can't even judge. That's so funny. And I saw this shit in theater, in the theater too. And it was like, we, we watched it in like a black theater and it was super like, it was a fun time. Damn. 
See, I see. I wish I got to watch it in the black theater. I think uh, back when I was doing movie reviews for real, I screened that. Like I was, I, I think I was like fresh out of college, maybe like two, three years. Like so, like that was also very much like me, you know. Like I, 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 I got it and I watched it and I loved it. Once again, a movie I haven't seen. I think I saw it one other time since then, but I haven't gone back to it. I don't know how it holds up. I just know that I was like geeked that Ben Staples is in it and Rocky and yeah. you know Shaniq Moore did great. Um, yeah. Kiersey Clemens did great. You know, like the, the, the whole. In this, universe, like, in, in, in this universe, Casey Veggie's like that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Casey Veggie's concert. Oh hell yeah! Right. Yeah, like what the fuck? Yeah, nah, like the the the, the craziest Cali blog era rap fiction, a fucking fan yeah. fiction ever. Like that's like yeah. like. Like Casey Casey Veggies wasn't even that popping when he was popping. Like, but no, exactly. So yeah, <laughs> love the Casey Veggies though. In Casey's listening, yeah. we, we, we love you, Casey. But um, but yeah, no, it, it's yeah, no. Dope was a dope was a time, you know. Like that was and, and, and like it was. It's weird because like that's like a mark too because like that was the first movie I ever saw that referenced cryptocurrency ever. You know, oh like, yeah. You know, like I, I mean, like I mean, like crypto was crypto was already a thing before that. But, like, thing, that was yeah. the that was the first movie to be like, like it revolved around crypto in some way. And I was like, oh, this shit's yeah. like for real. Oh, like, like oh, I remember, yeah. I remember seeing the movie and being like, this shit's for real, for real now. Like it's like in a movie. You know, like that's that's yeah, like my marker it. for like cultural relevance. You know, like it's in a movie, so like it mattered to somebody. Is David in that? Yeah, no, no, no. Um, was Keith David in nope. Dope? I no, I don't, so. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a double check. Yeah, the evil um, drug dealing dean to the uh, you know, the evil kingpin slash dean to the college. Yeah, no, the fucking um, um, uh, the light skinned nigga. I forget his name. He's in Chirac and shit. I can't remember his name. Oh, was it? Um, that's a character role though. Yeah, no, it, it, his name, his name's uh, um, Roger Governor Smith. Cause yeah, yeah, no, his, his name was Mr. Jacoby, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> the dude, the um, oh, um the dude <laughs> that is not Keith David. <laughs> Yo, so uh, okay, I just went through the cast list. Cap G was in this movie, bro. Cap G, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yo, <laughs> I I completely forgot Cap G was in this movie. <laughs> sure. Okay, it actually might be time for me to rewatch. Nope, that's so funny. Wow. And you remember, like, you would joke on Twitter about it, like it was the era, like you trying to come watch dope and chill. You kind of you trying to watch dope and smoke. The, me and me and Brandon referenced that like thing, that phenomenon, like kind of a lot. Is is way too funny. That's just incredible. Mm. <laughs> that might have that, that might that was that might have been a little past my time, but I do remember it happening. I it, it just wasn't a thing I ever tried to pull, or like or like or like I didn't like I didn't like go home to try to pull it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you probably like already like very artsy at that point too. Like, nah, I'm chilling. That shit is funny as hell though. Either way, like that that's like a like it like it's dope to I, I can't believe I just did that. It's tight to it's tight to talk about this movie like from the perspective of somebody a little bit younger than me because like I felt yeah. like I yeah. felt seen, but like I wasn't like the you know like I was a little bit older. So like it's just like that's just that's great to me. I love that. Like we all you know like we all we all had that specific, like, we're watching this movie, and, like, shit's gonna go down if we're watching that movie, right? Now. Like, and, like, that was... <laughs> I can't Yeah, even. crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, that's probably, like, the one scene that's in theater with my cousins is fire. Damn. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I wish I got to see that in a movie theater with not like stuffy movie critics. Like that yeah. and get that and get out. I like get oh, out. Oh, like, yeah. Get out was I saw that I did not see that in the black theater, but I so I was in high school and I grew up in a college town. So like by the end, it was the end of high school. So all my friends were like students from college because I, I did radio, I did the college radio station. So like yeah, I pretty much me like I thought I was the coolest person ever because I'm like a senior in high school, but like I get like eight of my homies from college to all mob up to the movie theater to watch that shit. I like orchestrated the plans. I was like in high school and I orchestrated the plans for us all to do that and it, it worked. And it was so tight, and it was a good time. That's so fire! Once again, Great saw show. it in the movie. Saw that one in the theater full of movie critics, and like, you know, like, but you know what's crazy? I saw it in the theater of black movie critics. So that was, oh, you know, like that. That was that was pretty tight. Like, the, yeah. like people, people, people got loud, and like the end happened. Like that. That yeah, was cool. like, like, like that. That was the most fun I ever had. Like yeah. at a at a fucking like critic screening in my life was watching Get Out. Like. That's fire. And it's like the most like zeitgeisty shit you could do at that time too. Right. The whole movie, but it's specifically like you you you're talking a heartstrings, bro. Like you're you're doing a very specific thing. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, nah, like that was like that you know, like that's how I knew that movie was a classic. When like you know, like I watched it, I watched it with them, and then I watched it with the homies, and then I watched it with my partner, and everybody reacted the same way. You know, like that was one that like everybody agrees that Get Out's a great movie, you know. That that that's yeah, you can't beat it. But um, you know, fucking um, really? let's do music. Yeah, yeah, no, let's do um, uh, let's do music for you. So like, for you, like, kind of, kind of similar to the uh, the movie shit. When um, when did music become capital M music for you? Because like, clearly, music's been a part of your life forever. But like, when did, but like, when did it become like, this is music? You know, like this isn't just like a thing I listen to, or like it's not a thing I listen to. It's a thing I live type shit. You know. Man, great question. Thank you. Uh, just so many different moments, but if I had to pick any, because as you, I've I've always been in music. Like, I'm like a, uh, I'm pretty much a first gen musician in my family, but my family's full of music music lovers. Like, uh, my family's like pretty young too, so like, grew up with like a bunch of just CDs and just everything in the house. Like, um, like my mom and dad are like huge, huge hip hop nerds. Like. Anytime anyone asks me anything about anything in these types of scenarios, I'm always like, that's where it starts. They're fucking huge hip hop nerds. Like, like it's deep. Like it's it's fucking deep. That's why like I'm I'm just a nerd. Like like that's my basis of being a nerd because they're just nerds. That's good shit. But uh, I'll say like when music became like maybe more than something I listened to, it might have been um maybe the mid two thousands. Uh, me and my mom had moved to Arizona because she was doing school, and it was just me and her, and I felt like. I think I was pretty lonely in that era. So, like, hearing T-Pain on the radio, like, really just meant a lot to me. It was, like, full escapism. It was, like, anything about T-Pain and then fucking uh, uh, Your Body by Pretty Ricky. Like, shit like that. I'd be like, man, this is crazy. Like, this, this is so, like, this it's so futuristic. It's, like, it's sweet, though. Like, I think that's when, like, I started to really, like, music starts to mean, like, even more to me. Because I don't know if it's a coping mechanism or whatever, but, like, it was, like, something to escape into. So, yeah. Yo, I just revisited Blue Stars for the first time in like 15 years, two weeks ago. <laughs> so it's crazy that we're talking about Pretty Ricky right now. Like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fucking, like your body and grind on me are just like those two songs yeah. were like everywhere on TV at the time, and like it, it was, man, just like so many, so many like BT now and MTV fucking 
jams moments with like pretty yep. ricky and yep. t-pain in particular like i, I was yep. i was also a huge t-pain yep. kid coming up yep. i love i love the Tiffany, one of my favorite albums ever um man fucking um um the Plies song shawty's great like yep. once again mm. just just revisited that Plies album recently that's just really tight too third grade i like saying that to a girl one time no way yeah oh god i oh, put on sure? everything else I, I played that song to a girl in like third grade it was crazy bro i was different that's yeah that, that is that is different bro <laughs> so what was her reaction i i i need i need i need the tea now what was her reaction i wish i remember i'm not gonna lie i think she was like okay that's cool like i don't think it wasn't like a dub so I think I think okay. I got what I wanted. I wasn't embarrassed. Okay. All right. That that that's that that's that's great. I love it. So, okay. No, yeah. that's that's beautiful. I, that's, like I can't I can't even like I can't even imagine I can't imagine myself singing a T Pain song to a girl at that time. You know, like that like just because only only because like I'd be so terrified. Like I was I was like even and, more of a wreck then than I am now. Type shit. That's like, how I was. That's the that's the crazy part. I don't know what possessed me to do it. I don't know why I was just feeling it that day, but like I was like a real like I feel like I didn't really get out of my shell till like a few years ago. So I feel like that shit that's different. I don't know what possessed me to do that shit. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, that was the prelude and shit. I'd love to hear that. That's great. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but before um, um before we like fully dive into the music for you for real, um yeah. was like you know, like uh, um continuing to grow up and kind of having this relationship with music, uh, um uh, with music and movies. Um when um when did you first consciously link film and music together in your head as like two things that can complement one another? So okay, yeah, obviously subconsciously it was definitely, you know, that that Michael Jordan scene, but like I didn't I didn't know that's what was happening. But hmm, on purpose. Damn. Cause you you're unlocking like the real like dark kind of gray area of like growing into adolescence. I think that's where all of them ideas start to form. Yeah. Oh my god. Whoa, that's a fucking great question. Oh, uh, what you say? Oh, I just said that's what we do here, sir. Yeah, no, nah, real shit. Just this is like that that vice therapy show with the rappers. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> okay, let me go to my list. Is there anything that makes sense here? Uh, oh my god. You know what? I'll give you like an adult answer. I think uh on one of my rewatches of Friday, it hit me. I'm like, oh, it's all oldies in this movie. It's all oldies. Mind you, it's the 90s, so they're 70s oldies, but like, still, like, right. that's why it feels like you're like a relative's house the entire movie. Because they're playing like Mary Jane and like shit like that. Like, is it? Yeah. So I think I'll say, like, on a rewatch of Friday recently, like last few years, it hit me that like, it, it goes hand in hand, and it makes sense that F. Gary Gray was a music video director. But like, it isn't. Right. It, Friday is not purely vibe. Like they're not just like it. It, it goes hand in hand. It's perfect. So I'll say Friday. That's a great answer, and it's crazy because I just rewatched it um back in July when I was with my family in Virginia. Yeah. Um, yeah, we watched we watched the we watched the first Friday and then Friday after next right after for some reason. So like it, it was it was just like two it was just back to back type. But yeah, no, like I never. 
yeah, completely different movies. I never, I never thought about the fact that it really is just all oldies. Like, and it's crazy because, like, obviously, like you know, like Cube has his status as a rapper. Uh, F. Gary Gray has his status as the director, as a music video director, and like both Cube and fucking Chris Tucker, like you know, like they're like dressed out like they'd be going to like a like a dog pound show or some shit. You know, like yeah. that's yeah. like it's all there, but there's like no rap music in the movie, and like that movie is so beloved by like every. Like everybody in every corner of like like black culture in general, but rap culture specifically, like we love Friday. Everybody loves Friday. Like yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those, you know? Yeah. But I think uh but but yeah, not to your point, I think uh, I, I I had never thought about how like you know, like the whole relatives house thing and like that kind of makes the movie timeless in that way too. It's just like oh. very like classic and not but, but, but like not what, what'd you say? The movie is like living and breathing. Yeah, no, that's just like an organism for real. Yeah, it's just like, it's yeah, like it's it, like you know, like you can like feel it. I've never been to that neighborhood, but I feel like I like I feel like if you like if I woke up in the middle of the street, I would know where Miss Parker's house is. I would know where Debo stays. You know, like I would know how to get places. Like that movie yeah. feels so lived in. I just love Friday. Like, yeah, <laughs> bro. It don't even feel like you watch a movie. Also, that movie, like after rewatching it, because uh, I don't smoke weed anymore. I stopped like over a year ago. But that movie, like, feels like how weed used to feel when I was like a teen. Huh? Like that fun happy weed, like that half baked weed. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah, no, it's definitely got that vibe. And then you know, like I feel like uh. It's funny because I because I feel like you know like going from that to like next Friday like next Friday is like Reggie compared to the press I don't know like yeah super no and for a little bit that was my favorite one because I feel like the most stuff happens but like as I got older and I peeped that Friday is a one of a kind movie and very fucking artsy and like experimental yeah and then like that was, we just feel like okay these are big budget comedies yeah which is weird because like. Friday is also like a big budget comedy, but it is very like artsy and experimental in its own way. But it's, it's like, like, a, like a student, it, right? You know, but like, it, it, but but like that's also like one of its strengths. It's like it feels like it was made by a person and not by like a machine. You know, like that's like, you know, like and and and, and like that being um that being Ice Cube's first thing he wrote. You wrote him and DJ Pooh wrote that, and it, it, it was just yeah. like the perfect. It's just like the perfect blend of like everything it needed to be. Like that's. Once again, Bro. like that's a movie people are gonna be watching in like fifty years, you know, like mm-hmm. that's that just goes like generation to generation. Everybody loves you it. You could not know any of the people are in that movie and really enjoy it. Right. Yeah, no, it's I don't know. It like I, I, I could throw it on right now and just watch it and not even be be mad about it. Like it's it's, it's definitely one of those. I like didn't my I was with my brothers the other day and like uh my teen brother, my the middle one, he wanted to watch it. And I only said no because I'm like, bro, let's watch something we all haven't seen because I, I like I want to have fun with y'all. I already know like this would be fun, but like a different time because like I'm just, I can just imagine what happens every single step of the way, and I don't want to watch it right now. Right. That's how much I like it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah, no, like you want to in a moment like that, you want to be surprised by a thing like that. I I, I get that. I put him at Mr. Fox, but like I do owe him I, I do owe him a Friday watch with him though for sure. Yeah, no, make and I make that happen before it gets cold, please. Um, so for you, you know, like, when did, uh, so, you know, you were talking earlier about how, you know, like, music was kind of a, uh, kind of like a coping mechanism for you, just like battling loneliness and a bunch of other shit. Um, 
when did you know that music was going to become more than just a hobby and like a thing that like, when did you know you were a lifer in this shit? So I officially started making beats when I was uh, like a week before, like a, a week or two before I turned 11. And once again, still a hobby then, of course. Um, and then, but it didn't stop. Um, I would have like really long, like creative blocks. Sometimes it lasts like a few months, but I always come back. Uh, I think when I was in like eighth grade, so like 14. What's up? Oh, I didn't say nothing. Okay. Yeah. When I was like 14. I was kind of on some like, okay, I'm going to learn how to code and like not do music. This is not realistic. I can't do this. Uh, but then like I tried to learn C++ and it was really hard. I tried the worst one to learn. So I just, I quit. I took music even more seriously. So I'll say like around like 14, I think that's, I realized that's going to be my life. Like no matter what, no matter how like big it becomes, whatever the fuck, like I was on, I was deep on like fucking like production forums and my goal at 14 was to move to Seattle and do shrooms in a basement and be like Mad Lib and just have hella records and just make beats all day and work like at a grocery store. That was my dream. That was my dream life at 14. Damn. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's crazy because yeah. that's literally how the Unseen came together. Like he like he was just on like a mushroom binge for a month and then just came out with Paz and Unseen. But like that was I read about that. that. Yeah. Read about that shit, and uh, I had an SP three hundred three because of Mad Lib, and I was like on the SP forums, and I was like, "Yeah, it's gonna be my life." And I, and through being on the forum, I'm like, "Okay, I think Seattle has a really strong beat scene." Yeah, this is where I'm gonna be. I'm gonna work like just whatever, and just like yeah, be baking beats and smoking weed and stuff all day. But what happened when you found out that that wasn't feasible at that point in time? Uh, I didn't find out that wasn't feasible until like. That was really my plan for like some years, but then I got to like 16 and like that idea of moving to LA started to creep in. Like uh, my family, a lot of my family's from out here. So like we would just visit more and more. I'm like, huh, I like the weather. This is cool. Music, whatever. I started like, uh, I was on, I started being on Twitter heavy and I feel like seeing more parts of like culture and like the world I was in just made more sense for me to be in LA. And that's when that dream shifted into like, okay, I'm going to do vocals, be more of the face of my music, and I'm going to move to L.A., and that was, like, 16. But a different part of wanting to be a lifer in music, but, like, another, a, a separate part, I guess, like a different, uh, a renewed interest, I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, like, yeah, just, yeah, just kind of, like, reorienting and, like, figuring out exactly how you want to make this shit happen. And then, of course, you know, like, like we mentioned at the very top, you know, like, around 2016 is when, is when High Sierra comes. So, like, Talk to me. So, like, talk to me about High Sierra. Like, when, uh, like, when you made it, how you felt about it after you made it, and looking back on it now, um, what, like, eight, nine-ish years later, some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, this is this is the coolest shit ever. It's a lot of people I got to show this specific section to if they don't see the whole episode. Let's go. Uh, okay. So, like, uh, okay. So, like, fourteen, fifteen. I was making my like, you know, sample boom bap adjacent beats. Um, and I was rapping with my homie Jonah. I started rapping and I was doing like raps that fit that kind of thing. But that was also the time when I started getting from like uh okay, pre that I was purely on underground in like 90s rap. I didn't fuck with nothing mainstream. I was doing I was having that whole period, like pure backpack. Right. Yep. Been there, been there. Yeah. Super right. like I'm listening, <laughs> I'm listening to different shit. 
my parents like accidentally made me like socially more socially aware than like they could handle. I think I was like annoying about it. They'd be like, they'd be like, all right, uh, they'd, they'd like, like, hey, you have to read every day. And I'd be like, all right. So I went to their bookshelf and it's fucking like Kwame Ture and fucking Malcolm X autobiography and shit. And now, now it's a problem. So like, right. I'm doing shit. And then I'm like rapping. But then like I started to get into more like swaggier shit. Like I found like acid rap and Wolf came out and like I checked those out and it was my like gateway into like other like, you know, Migos and Young Thug and Future and shit. So like I became a right. holistic rap fan at the point. But so I want to say I was rapping again and uh, what happened? Hi, Sierra was uh, I I was doing the swaggier rap stuff. I started to sing a little bit. Hi, Sierra was just like an exercise and obviously backpack rap. I want to just bar out for like a few verses. Yeah. Um, and just practice recording because like my other homie, Daniel, him and his homie, Ben, had a studio at Ben's parents' house in like a loft. And uh, they called it Blackfire Studios. And they would uh, they had a mic. His parents were mad cool. And I could be up there recording and not to hide it or like use a sock mic or use Audacity. They had all the programs and shit. Like, so that was like my first time like really tracking some shit. And uh, yeah, just trying to bar out. I think um, I think I had been. I think I was grounded for like a month before that, so I was in the crib writing and just online. What's your five piece a day for three summers? That's hilarious. I love bro, that, I, bro. I literally like researched everything I could about the music industry like all day, every day, because I had nothing else to do. I was in trouble. I was on punishment, <laughs> like Moesha. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's that. <laughs> right so like so, so, so yes yeah, so, you know like, you, like through all this research and through all this time you're spending with the homies and you put the song together like how do you feel about it when the song's first done and you like listen to it and you're about to upload it to soundcloud like how does it feel to have that done like, i was geek because i even even then i understood that like this is a thing people like to hear like okay smooth boom bat beat you're just barring out and i sang a lot I, I, I'm, I'm like vocalizing on the in between parts, I thought that was cool. Uh, I thought people would think it was cool, like people at school and shit. Like I wasn't even heavy online and like the being on Twitter with people who I don't know yet. So like I think uh, it felt good to craft something. I kept listening to it a bunch of times. Uh, but even prior to that, though, me and uh, my boy Jonah, we had put out like a mixtape of us rapping over like some of my beats, but just mostly beats from the internet. And we like we passed it out at school like the year before. Sorry, I, sorry, I lost, I lost like the last twenty seconds of shit you said. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I was saying even before High Sierra, like the year before, uh, me and my boy Jonah were like passing out our mixtape we did together, where it's like both of us rapping over like mostly internet beats, but like a few of my beats too. And uh, so I think I already had the precedent set of like people like know that I do this thing, and I'm getting, I'm getting somewhere with it. I'm learning about it. I don't know what the plan really is, but like I like it. Right. That's so cool. Because, like, you know, like, it's like you're doing all of this, like, you know, like, you're rapping for yourself, you're making things for yourself and other people, and you're also doing remixes. And, like, it, and, you know, and, like the remixes are turning out really cool, too. Um, I was, once again, going through the SoundCloud again earlier today, and um, uh, the one that really, the one that really caught my ear was um, the one of fucking Get Sunny by Vic, by P.I.C. Oh, like, really good. Just, yeah, it, it, like i mean like i love that song first and foremost like that's just like a that, that that's like a precious song to me like i hear it and it's just i'm, I'm out yeah. here but like but you know like 
at that, but but, you know, but like at that point, like when did remixes come into the, when did remixes come into play for you? And what was it about the art of the remix that really was like, I want to do this too? Like, because it seemed like you were doing like a bunch at this point, but like you kind of like crazy with the remixes. Like, oh, I gotta send you. I gotta send you my old SoundCloud page that has like a lot of my my, my old remixes on it from like twenty like fourteen and on. Oh, let's go! I'm with that. So the most recent batch batch remixes I did, I was calling that Volume Three. I have like two. I have two whole projects of remixes uh, from before, like when I was a teen. But bro, so like, I think I, not even think. So basically, it was just I was on SoundCloud heavy. That was the culture. You gotta remix stuff like that was the 2010 SoundCloud culture. You have to remix shit. That's facts. Yeah. I have, I, have I have an Aaliyah remix. You had to have an Aaliyah remix. It's, it's still it's still one of my favorite things I've done. I have a, uh, yeah, like I I really enjoy I'm trying to think what else it was. Ninth, I grew up a Ninth Wonder fan, and he has the remix series my, right. my dad put me on. Um, he also has his remix of this boot camp click and Aaliyah song called Night Rider, and it's crazy. That's a crazy fucking remix. Uh, yeah, just just being a fan of beats in general. And like you know, want to craft your own narrative as a producer, which is like a theme that I think reoccurs in my life all the fucking time. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, just I think SoundCloud culture for sure, though, like Selection, etc. Like just you got to do remixes. Right. Yeah. No, because like you know, like Selection and like you know, like Patronata remixes were going huge yeah. at that time yeah. too. Like yeah. I'm, I'm like I'm like his remix of If and his remix of the Missy and all the Janet Jackson Buster Rhymes yeah. song and, yeah. and and the one he did of Cranes in the Sky. You know, like, yeah. and, and like yeah. that, that was. It was it was definitely in the air at that point. For sure. Also, back then you couldn't make the AI stem split acapellas. You had to you had to go on like uh, what was it acapellas for you UK and get the same acapellas anyone else had. So like it's a bunch of Gucci Mane my chain remixes. It's a bunch of jumping uh-huh. out the gym remixes. Like there's specific ones that like you can only get those. So you got to remix those. Yeah, no, nah, it, it was yeah, it was it was it was difficult to get that shit done. Like you really had to commit. To make a remix, like, because because it was either that or you were like somebody like Selection or Patronata, and they were like saying stems. But like more often than not, you're not getting stems unless you're like meticulous with it. And like, yeah, like it's actually funny you mentioned like the AI shit because like you know like AI, it, it's it's advanced in ways that I don't really love. But that's one thing I always appreciated, like people being able to, to like to lift vocals off the of fucking beats. Like that's that's yeah. that's yeah. that's the only reason we got all these remixes, you know, like just right. Like, now willy nilly, just whatever mashup. Like, bro, I have I have DJ Pro on my phone. If I ever think of a remix, a mashup, I just do it like on my phone in like twenty minutes of like I can get it really good in like twenty minutes. Right? Yeah. No, because you either gotta, yeah, yeah, because like you got that. Because like, because like it was either, because it was either like you had, to, you had to be really nice with the CDK, or yep. you just needed to fucking, you just needed to fucking like be a wizard with like the cut. I I I, I don't know. Like you you either had to have. You either had to have the, you either had to have the beat with no stems on it. You had to be crazy right. with the AI, crazy with DJs, and now you can just do this shit on your phone. Like I think of mashups are always in my head, and I don't like put them together, like because I don't, I, a, I don't have time, b, I don't have the equipment to like actually do it the way I want to. But like it's, yeah. you know, like I feel like I feel like that particular era of like, because like right before the SoundCloud shit was like everybody was in the mashups, like everybody's in the mashups yeah. now. And yeah, like everything's yeah, kind of like yeah. coming back around, but like yeah. like the in, in, in like the early 2010s, like girl talk and yeah. like all all that type of shit, like that was yeah. everything. Like I still yeah. have that old. Girl, I can't remember the name of the album, but 
but it's the one that's like it's like girl talk and it's like a blue and white background with a skeleton on it and it's got a, it's it, it's it's got a mashup of a ludicrous song and that one phoenix song on it like but it, it, it was it was it was such a time like i like one of my, one of one of my best friends connor i don't know if he's listening but shout out to connor like he like there was a period of time where the only music he would listen to was Daft Punk and Girl Talk. That's all he listened to. That's and great. Like, I, w- I too have a best friend named Connor who loved Daft Punk. <laughs> oh, that's so loose. Like we were, we were, we, we were like waiting for the fucking like we were waiting for Get Lucky to drop. That's how like into Daft Punk we were at the time. Like that was <laughs> like like Random Access Memories is like that's like a big that's a big album for our friendship. That was like a big bonding thing for us. That's so cool. And I know, uh, did you did you ever have a DJ Hero? That's a whole it's a mashup game. See, I never got to play DJ Hero. Like, I, like, like, like I, or, or rather, no, I lied. I never owned it. I played it once yeah. or twice, but I never like I never went out and bought it for myself. I was I was a Guitar Hero kid, but like I never got to, I never got to own DJ Hero, so I never got to like really get into it. But yeah, she was yeah. tight, you know. Like, yeah, they had American Boy on there. Yeah, no, nah, it it was like like. I, I like look back on it and I wish I had spent more time playing DJ Hero because like it just it like it looked like like now it's like that's all the type of shit I want to do. I just want to yeah, I just want to like I just want to like make dumb mashups. Like I want to I want to put like I want to put like fucking I want to put like I want to put like Babyface X on the fucking Oblong theme song. That's all I want to do. And like <laughs> like <laughs> you know some like nutty I have some like nutty fucked up like basket case has mashups on my phone that like are not uploaded like i have some ridiculous shit i have some like evil devious shit on my phone name me name me one before we move well there's one i post on twitter like the video i have the i put flying a boss over uh over uh okay. over Pretty Girl by gucci main yeah 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 <laughs> See, like, that's kind of just evil but, like i'm not i'm, I'm not i'm not mad like, that, that was fun that was fun <laughs> let me all right one sec i'm gonna show you i'm gonna find like Yeah, nah, I got some crazy shit. Always putting like Ray J and shit over other shit. Like, yeah, I have like a Radi- gun and Ray J one. Stuff. Wow, crazy! Ray- radiation is everything. I mean, Caleb and I were just talking about that. Shout out, sh- sh- I- I- I'm talking about shout out to Caleb. Yeah, fucking like, yeah, no, really just kind of shout out Caleb. Right, always sh- shout out Caleb forever. But fucking like, yo, like fucking like one wish was one wish was my favorite song for like four years. Yeah, that was that yeah. was like my favorite yeah. song ever. Like I would I, I I would sing it everywhere. I knew the fucking dance. Like I would like go outside in the rain and try to dance. Like it was <laughs> it was a problem. But like, <laughs> I love that that's like for specific groups of people. That's like a universal type of experience. Yeah, because like yeah, yeah cause like every everyone has a different dancing in the rain song. There's so many. There's there's literally blue and exiles dancing in the rain. There's yep, yep, fucking, yep. fucking raging one wish. There's um. There's whatever uh, Usher. Case. Usher song. Right. Let it burn. Let it burn. Let it yeah. burn. Um and then Tom there's the fucking, and then there's whatever fucking um whatever B2K song is playing in the background of the fucking scene on um You Got Served where they're like dancing in the rain. I forget what B2K song it is, but it's 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 one of them, you know. <laughs> fucking like in one wish came out when like I still had like a child's voice, so I could like I could sing that. And I, I was sing uh, "Yo" by Chris Brown. Incredible! I sing the fuck out of "Yo" by Chris Brown, bro. Like one of 
like my mom had like a homegirl, and I remember a specific time it came on. She's like, "Zay, sing it," and I was like, "Okay." Her homegirl was like uh-huh. very pretty and smelled good. Like, yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was wild. Yeah. It was a wild time. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 that's like the. All right, I mean, <laughs> it's gotta happen. Like it. You got it. Type two. That's so funny. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. <laughs> so you know, like, so at this point, you're rapping for yourself, producing for yourself and others. You're on your remix game. Um. At some point, you and Kwame do come together and form Kwame. So talk to me a bit about Kwame. How y'all first landed. Um, what, like, what you love about working with Kwame to this day, and yeah, just like, just talk to me about Kwame. I want, I want to hear about that. Please, oh man, we'll do. Thank you. All right. So for anyone listening, I mentioned Brandon. Brandon is Kwame. He's he's a Ghanaian. So like, Kwame is his uh, name for the day of the week he was born on Saturday. But his given name is also Brandon. So interchangeable. Be yeah, a Kwame. So story is like literally going to be funny to tell every single time. I don't even know if I, I don't even know if you know it. But uh, so it's fall 2017. Um, you know, we both moved to L.A. from our respective spots. He's coming from Jersey. I'm coming from uh, Northern California. And right, he is from Jersey. Yeah, I forgot. We talked about this. Yeah. Jersey, the brick. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was in college. We're both in college. I'm going to Long Beach State, Zaylor. And he's going to uh, audio engineer school out in L.A. I'm not going to name which one. And we link up because we did not we didn't did not meet on online or anything. We met in real life, like on some serendipitous shit. So we both find ourselves at the grand reopening of Tyler the Creator store on Fairfax, the golf store. It used to be the Oscar store, but we both missed it. So the golf store reopened or opened, and we both put up to that shit separately. We met in line. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Bro, it's, it's insane. You say what? Day it open. The day it reopened. Yeah, the, the day the, the grand opening. Day it opened. I pulled wow. up solo. I pulled up solo, bro. I like at school that day. So like no one wants to go. They're like, bro, we're not gonna like take the metro all the way from Long Beach to LA. We have school and we don't want to do that. It was early. I said, fuck it. I'm skipping class. I don't give a fuck. I'm not here for school. So uh I took the metro for like the first time, I think. And like I was I was doing pretty good, but then it like broke it like uh it shut down halfway. I don't know what happened. So I took an Uber halfway and then I got online, pulled up. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna make friends today. And then uh yeah, we uh we end up like kick a lot of the kids uh end up kicking it like outside the store after like they got done buying shit. So we're just in the parking lot just kicking it. And then uh we both were uh we both had tickets to go to Flognaw, which was in a few days. So we went to that together. Or we met up there and kicked it. And like like first day we're kicking it like uh at Flognaw, at one point we go to the bathroom. We're sitting outside, and like we're we were passing each other earbuds back and forth, listening to like our our tracks, each other's tracks. <laughs> and I think he played me this song called uh, "Hose Money We Family" with his bro Frank as a part of their group driving indoors. That shit was super good. And then I played him my song that's wow. called "They Don't Know." It's almost stuck out. He's like, "This fire, the snare is hella loud though," and I'm like, "Thank you, bro." And yeah, that's that's how. Wow. Damn. So 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 okay. So like y'all, so, yeah. So like y'all meet at the golf store, and you play each other music, and y'all find out your kindred spirits. When do you when do you decide it's like time to fucking like where does Kwame come from? Like when what when do y'all decide that it's like time to 
actually make music together. Um, we end up living together, but this is during like a time where I'm on hiatus for music for like a bunch of reasons. Like music was kind of fucking me up. I was like having a lot of anxiety about music and like life and like going through a bunch of mental health bullshit. So we're living together and I'm just like super depressed. I'm not doing shit ever. Like it was bad. It was like a dark time and I'm a hiatus for music, but like I would help here and there with like, you know, shadow fake management shit. I'd be like, Hey bro, write your bio like this. or like pitch it this way, like little stuff. Cause I want us to like, you know, that's my boy still. Um, and then uh, there's one song on this project, uh, Arcade. I think it's an Arcade. It's called Slice of Life. And it's a song that I produced, but it's just an old beat I made. He just like got off my computer and like tracked it out and shit. I, I let him, I told him he could do it. Uh, I would joke about like, hey, bro, I think you'd sound really good over like sample beats though. I think you should do a whole project of like just sample beats on some Stone Stone type shit. And uh, that was like the joke. Like we never did it. Well, at, at that point. And then, um, yeah. Uh, more mental health issues led to me moving back home for like six months in like 2020. I come back to LA like around this time, three years ago, he leaves back to Jersey and uh, I started making beats on Koala the mobile app. And I was trying yeah. to like, uh, trying to make sample music as like a, just a, a practice. Cause I, I always go back to it just cause it's a it's fun exercise. Um, even as I like do other shit, but um, yeah. Uh, he what happened i was giving beats to our boy willis my favorite color i gave him a bunch of those sample beats and then like the story was is that like um i sent kwame some too because i just hadn't sent him as enough Here, uh, here's two beats right over these bro and i think they were a uh, nightlife off the first kwamze project and uh feel me freestyle off the first kwamze project and then um he, he had some more beats of mine he's like let me just do these two as well i'm like fuck i, I think i have a project and i'm like Mad villain, J Lib, Kwanze. So yeah, that's that's what that was, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, we had spent some time apart, and that was. I always refer to Kwanze as a vehicle for us to rebuild our friendship, but like, he reassured me it wasn't even that deep. But like, you know, it just we became like really good friends, really good friends on top of already being good friends through doing music together and like understanding each other more as people. So that's my best friend of all time. It's my dog. And uh, yeah, it's super, super easy working with them. Like we just like, because we have an understanding. I think, especially as adults, that like, if this don't work out, we could just never be a group ever again. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and like that's like, I mean, like it's so obvious. It, it feels obvious to say but that's like that. That's like the most natural, like easy fit where it's like everyone's on the same page. Yeah. Like, like we do it, and it's like it, it, it's just like intuitive and like almost spiritual to the point where it's like I can't explain it because. I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but like it's, yeah, no, it's, 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 it, you know, like it, it, it just seems to me like yeah, like we just kind of do it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's never it, it really never feels like work. Um, the only work is like okay, let's organize this project. Let's you know, but even that that's fun. There's two of us. There's two brains on this one thing. So right. Yeah, and even in our solo shit, we low key like I've always kind of like co-manage each other, co-executive produce. Like I, you know, we take each other's input like very seriously. Um. Yeah. So that's my dog. Yeah. Not that. Yeah. Not like y'all. 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 Y'all always sound great together. Like I remember. Oh, yeah. Um. Damn. I remember when. Uh. Um. I remember when you sent me. You sent me Motherland in 2021. Like right around. Like I'm pretty sure you sent it like maybe like 
right after it came out. And you were like, check yeah. this out. And like, I listened to it and just like, I was like, I was like, yeah, nah, like these are two dudes who are like in sync. You know, like I could, like, that was like the, like, like first listen, I was like, these two are in each other's heads in a way that, that like not a lot of other groups are, you know, like, <laughs> like, it, 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 like, like, like that just that just made me happy to see. Like it's just it's just it's just always cool when it feels like it goes beyond just like a person rapping over some beats. You know, like it's it, it really feels like collaborative in that in, in that like two brains in that two brains one vision sort of way. You know? Yeah, no real shit. Thank you. That's sick. Yeah. And then now yeah. on the new rapping, like on on, on KZ three, like we we have rapping duties are like split down the middle. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. Damn. Man, kill me if it's already out, but when when's KZ3 coming? It's, it's not out yet, right? KZ3 is not out, no. Okay. KZ3 is, uh, the plan is, exclusive drop, the plan is um first quarter 2024. Right. Yeah. I don't know why I said like, that. <laughs> Uh, congratulations! That's and, and, and you know, like I feel like I feel like balling out of spite is a is a, is a really nice segue into that for the both of y'all. Like, like, cor- like, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is basically your your debut solo project. I was I've been calling it that. Yeah. I've been calling it the debut album. Yeah. Yep. Right. Because yeah. I yeah. Because I mean, like, just like in my research, like obviously there's a handful of fucking Kwame projects, but like this is just like this is like your first like full. Like, like, like you put out singles and EPs and compilations mm-hmm. and a bunch of other mm-hmm. shit, but this is like the first like, this is a project, you know. Yeah. Um. So you know, like the thing, you know, like re-listening to Balling on a Spite today because I've already heard it. Everybody else should go listen to it. It's fucking great. Um. So of course. Yeah. yeah no, nah, man. It's 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 for real. My pleasure. But like, you know, like the thing that really stuck out to me this time was like. It's like it's like it's so light, it's so chirpy, it's so experimental. It's kind of like going back to, it's kind of going back to a lot of your earlier stuff, but like with the, but like with a more like modern ish, like SoundCloud ish, fucking like hyper pop ish type type vibe to it. But it's like also very sad, you know. Like, I'm 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 like always super drawn to music that sounds super duper high on like. But it's just like, like your heart is all like black ink scribbles. Like that's that that's what Ball and Spite sounds like to me. Oh, so like, yeah. Where did where did uh where did uh where did the idea to do this project like that come from? Because that because like that's what hits me about it. No, thank you. That's like always the best thing to hear people when they just get it. Like they get they they understand. Like oh wait, you're like okay, you're listening. Cool. Uh, Appreciate that. Shit. I think what well, always been fascinated with that idea, of course, like in music in general, because I'm someone that's drawn to sounds first. Like I, I'm a producer, like by heart. So like, I'm always gonna like, I'm damn near blind to lyrics until like the first after like two three listens, and or when I'm like actively trying to hear lyrics, because like you know, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I think I wanted to just uh, focus on making cool sounding songs before anything. And then just, you know, that's what was on my mind at the time. Like, okay, I'm not about to bullshit these lyrics. I'm about to, like, go super hard and, like, get very personal. And uh, I I think it's also, like, I like media that feels like it's kind of winking to its audience. Yeah. And I think that's what the album is. Like, being kind of a smartass about how I'm, like, going through things. 
you know, like, yeah, it, like, it, it feels like I'm being kind of a dickhead. Like, here are these fun beats, but, like, hey, like, I got problems. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, like, even, even, even just listening through, um, like, like, my favorite run of tracks is probably the one that goes from multiplication to all love to mine. And, like, it's, 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 like, so apparent there. Like, it's, it's, it's so in your face, um, if you're listening for it. But, like, and it's weird because, like, when I listen, like, like particularly, like, when I do reviews and shit, yeah. like, I'm, you know, like, usually I'm listening to, the, like, I usually do my first listen as just, like, a, I just kind of take the music in at face value. And, and like, and like particularly when it comes to, like, the beats and production. And then, like, I'll, and then, like, the second listen will be the one where I start to, like, pick apart for, like, yeah. themes and, like, what are you talking about? What's the project trying to be? You know, like, I, 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 try, I try to take it in, like, solely as just, like, a fan first. Yeah. And then really dig into what it's about, but like everything popped out at me on the first one. Like it, it was, it was, it was all there, you know, like in in a in a in a, in a cool way. And like I can't remember which one of these I put on my playlist, but it was either multiplication, all love, or mine. It was one of them three. But like it's it's like yeah, no, like it's it's like this is you know like this is like a really cool personal like 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 I appreciate you doing that this way your first project you know like it, it's it's like it like it's a like it's a nice echo of all the older stuff you did and like all your all, all your interests and you know like it's 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 like obviously not like i hate to use the word like this because like because like i feel i feel like there's there's obviously lyrical skill here but it's like this isn't high sierra no, yeah. no, none of this is high sierra you know like <laughs> yeah you can this, this bumps in the whips uh words uh what's the name off uh dead and hip-hop Jeez. Yeah, people, yeah, people, people, yeah. Yeah, no, just but yeah, no, just like what um, you know, like, just like once again, kind of, kind of like with High Sierra, like putting balling out of spite together and just kind of tossing, tossing this like tongue in cheek thing at people who've been following you for a while. Like, how did it feel to be done with this and look at it and be like, damn, like. How did it feel to look at your first album when it was done? You I'm know, not lie. there's like not many things I'm more proud of than that mm. like in my entire life. Like that shit in a, in a morbid sense, I could die. And I like, I like got my thoughts off. I said, but like, you know, there's a, there's a good piece of me to like, you know, remember me by and shit. Like I did, I did my life's work, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just so grateful. Like I never, like, I feel like I did the, I did the shit I always wanted to do. Even, even before, like, I knew people were going to fuck with it heavy. Like even just making it, finishing it was like such an achievement for me. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 yeah. Like I could tell it feels, it, you know, like it feels important and it feels dire in, in, in that, in that way. So, you know, and then, you know, like on top of that, like to kind of bring this combo full circle, like leading up to the release, you interviewed yourself on some, <laughs> on some, on some, on some like mass appeal mac miller type shit um which was which was a lot of fun and i wish more like <laughs> it didn't it like it didn't feel like the donald glover shit to me which i fucking hated i thought thank that you. was awful i thank thought you. that shit was garbage um, that shit was yeah thank you that yeah. shit was really self-serving i was trying yeah, to just like it was it was the worst but this didn't feel like i mean like obviously like it's jokey like you're, yeah. it's not 100 percent serious yeah so you yeah. know like you know, just like why, like why, why did this album warrant the parody self-interview? And yeah, 
Like, do you feel like do you feel like you got? Do you, do you feel like you did what you wanted to do with that? Because like that's like a very you know you gotta. That's like a very specific thing to do. I don't know. Like that's like that feels important to me when somebody takes it apart. Like, even if they're even if they're not even if they're joking. Like it's like this is the self interview. You know, like. <laughs> I appreciate I you saying that for that. Like, I'm glad you tapped in with that. That's just like, once again, another thing to where it's like, you know, maybe eventually more people will see it, but like, I'm just glad I did it and it feels good to me and forever watches for, for whoever watches it. And it's like, uh, I think it feels like how the album feels like the album is like a, a kind of jokey self interview. Yeah. You know, I, and that's, I guess I'll go back to the other point. Like, I think like me doing this, this sad, serious songs over like, fun in your face beats feels like a joke and i think like that's kind of how i like to be as a person and i appreciate shit like that like i'm just i think it's like uh there's to me there's like well actually no i'm not gonna say more because i really salute people that can just make a happy song or a sad song but i think to me i'm using all my brain when i like try to mix in like both it's like more fun for me to do at least so i think the interview, interview feels like that and also like i tried to use the format as a chance to like highlight shit that someone just couldn't ask you know yeah, you know, like yeah, you know, like just like stuff that only you're gonna know, you know, yeah. like it, and you're like it doesn't it doesn't feel you're like once again the fact that it's all kind of tongue in cheek makes it not feel super duper pretentious and you know like it, it's it's it, you know like it's revealing and it, it's revealing in its own way without you needing to like it, it's it's just it's just it just doesn't feel like you're being an asshole in a way yeah. that's unappealing, you know, like yeah. you, you, you you could be an asshole and be appealing about it, but like it's it's exactly. that works you know and like it's it's just like like it reminds me of the first time i heard um bobby schmerder's hot nigga and just like, Ooh, like listening to the song you know i mean like the beat's great like y'all know the beat but like you know like one day i was just like i was like at i was I, maybe i wasn't at a party but like i heard the song out and people were like dancing to it and i was just like listening to exactly what he was saying again and i was like this song is sad yeah, like yeah. we're losing our minds to this shit and talking about catching bodies. This shit is sad. Dark, yeah. But it goes, you know. Like that was that that was like I'm sure it had happened before, but that was one of the first examples of like me real me kind of having that moment where it's like, oh, you can make a song that goes crazy, but people, but people aren't that you know, like it, it. Like I really had one of those moments where it's like, you hear this right now, like. Am I the only person who hears like it, like I felt I felt like I was in my own fucking world for a second, you know? That's how I feel whenever uh whenever someone drops money trees in public. I'm like, what the fuck? See, like what? that too. <laughs> An damn. Another great example. Like God damn. You know, like it, 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 <laughs> Yeah, like it, it's it like it, it sounds kind of it sounds kind of dumb to say cuz you know, it, it's like you know, you, you know, like I've, uh, you know, like obviously I'm no, I'm no GS nine dude. I've never caught a body, but like I've, but, but, but like I've been in a situation where I've almost been shot. I've been near guns. It's scary. Like the shit is, the shit is bug. It's this a lot. Region, this is the region you're from too, so it's like you know more, even more specific. Right. Like I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not. I, I've told the story on here before, so I'm not gonna tell it again. But. Yeah. Like I went to I went to a I went to a Brooklyn wing spot and almost like got like somebody came like with a gun looking for somebody and almost shot the whole place up but thankfully right. didn't like I literally had like the I was just talking to my boy Crash about this on the phone shout out to Crash like two days ago like fucking like I almost like Crash? yeah Crash Press that's yes. the boy he's he's, 
defense. That's that's like yeah, no, like yeah, yeah, like you and Brandon are me and Crash, me and Crash. Wow. That's, 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 that's my boy. That makes um, a lot. But like, son, like I was, that was like life flashing before my eyes. Like I had my laptop in my bag. I thought I was gonna die. Like I was on the floor. I thought it was over. You know, like terrible man. Sorry, that, that's no, it's. It's cool. Like nobody got like nobody. Well, well, one person got shot in the leg, like at a store next door. But like mm-hmm. nobody died. Everything was cool. You know, like I just kind of dipped and went back to Manhattan and got noodles. Like and, and like, so I still haven't been back to that wing house. Yeah, but of like, well. like one day I'm gonna go back. But like, but but the point is, you know, like that, like that shit is real. Yeah, people don't understand it. Yeah, they don't get it. Yeah. And you're like you hear stuff, you hear stuff like Bobby Schmurter's hot nigga, or you hear stuff like uh Money Dreams. Yeah. And you people, you know, like li- life's just funny the way it'll the way it'll like help you understand something when you need to get it. You know? <laughs> like, God, it's, it's 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 kind of wild. Sort of God. I think that's part of why like I could never like get into Sosa too much. Amazing artist genius level artist yeah he's great so good at what he does i'm not trying to hear that shit bro it's 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 a lot man you know like he's really good at painting them pictures and the shit sounds good and it's catchy and it bangs the beats are tough which makes me feel more inappropriate for like really turning up to the shit for coming from around from at least i don't know bro it's just like this is dark i get it you know it's yeah 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 yeah, and you know like i grew up in the burbs so i'm not even gonna try to front like um like i'm some like hard ass motherfucker because i'm not but like it, it's just like you know, like I've, you know, like see, seeing and being around certain things and certain people, you just like look at everything different, you know. <laughs> like that's 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 just it. But yeah. like I'm a sensitive dude. I'm not gonna pretend like I'm not. I, I right. don't try. I'm, I'm very sensitive. So like yeah, I'm sensitive to a lot of shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It's it's it, and, and and like that's cool. And like like I love Keith. I think Keith's great. Um, I actually saw him live for the first time. And maybe only ever time. I, I don't know if I'm ever going to see him live again. But I yeah. saw him at Rolling. I saw him at Rolling Loud last year. Oh, you late? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it, it was. I like. I waited at the stage the whole. I waited at the stage for. Uh, I want to say like two hours because like Danny Brown yeah. played and there was no crowd for Danny Brown, which made me really sad. Yeah. I love Danny Brown, but um, you know, like I was like, you know what? Keith's playing after it was Danny Brown, Young Lean, and then Keith. I was right. like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stomach this young lean set, and yeah. Be at the front, because like I was like at the bar, there was no one there for Danny Brown. I swear to, you. It, it, it was like not yeah. even a hundred people. Damn. So like, so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just post up, wait for Keith. He went for like an hour and a half. It's top three shows I've ever seen in my life. That's a lot of time. That's what's up. That's tight. It was incredible. Like it was so good. He also only rhymed over like forty percent of his words. It was great. Like That's it was incredible. Cool. that off. I know you're like an amazing performer and just like persona. You can do some right. Like, that. like that's you know, like I'll, I'll always have respect for Keith because of that. You know, like it's like like I would put that up there with like the first time I saw like Black Milk play with like live band Matt Turner like on their Hell Hell Below tour, which is one of my favorite shows I've ever seen. Like that was you know like that's how good the Keith like, show was. Like what? Black Milk from oh, Black Milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where up? That's what's up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I get, you know, I'm, a, I'm a big Black Milk fan. I love, I love it. There's a Hell Below, one of my favorites. Or no, um, well, I mean, I love it. I love it. There's a Hell Below, but No Poison, No Paradise is one of my favorites. So, so crazy, but um, but yeah, no, like, I forgot what point I was trying to make here, but that shit matters. Yeah, life is real. 
people don't and, and oh, oh yeah just like you know it's like listening to fucking songs that sound cool and then you're like really big into it and it's like this is you know you like recognize it because obviously like we're listening to it and we know yeah. but it's just like you just like have that moment where like, this is sad yeah like so, i'm over, you get like i'm over here getting turned and this is sad like <laughs> you know like it, 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 it's sad when you're like damn i wish the dude didn't have to rap right yeah no like i wish you could just like go lay down it, it's like one more thing before we formally wrap this up. I saw yeah. Earl. I saw Earl do um 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 um. I me and my girlfriend went to go see Earl for the Doors 10th anniversary. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, like that's like that's one of the first albums we ever bonded over. So like Doris is very special to me because of that. Oh, on, awesome. on on top of Ted being one of my favorite rappers yeah. ever. Um, like so like we went there and he played like four maybe five songs off Doris. And the yeah. whole time, you can tell he was, he did chum. He was so uncomfortable doing chum. I felt bad that he had, yeah. like, yeah. and maybe like a quarter of the way through the set, he's like, he like jokingly saying like, okay, y'all good? Like, can I like move on and go do like the, the, the good shit now? Like, he was, like, like, he was, you could tell that, like, that's, you know, like, I, I knew how uncomfortable and how awkward that music was because yeah. I lived with it for so long. Yeah. But like, right. but like, seeing the artist on stage and then like you could tell that he he was like i do not want to be doing chum yeah. like like he did whoa and molasses and i think those were the two songs where he didn't look like he wanted to jump out of fucking window just bar, just bars right he was they're he was just, just bars, yeah. you know like, even like he did burgundy and i love burgundy but once again like that's a song oh. about his grandmother fucking dying while he's trying to yeah, yeah. you know yeah. like it's it's like like he was not comfortable doing those joints like at yeah. all but yeah. then he does like making the band and he does like he does a couple alchemist songs and it's like yeah. you could just you could just and, and some some sick songs you yeah. could just see the change in mood you know it's it's yeah. like ridiculous that's like, 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 fucked up, like exposure therapy like all right do these songs from when you're, you're 16 17 years old like i can't even imagine bro it's it's just and, and you know like, especially for like like I hope he never does anything off the Earl tape again. Like ever. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. he, he's, he's about to fucking re-traumatize himself. <laughs> yeah, right. Real shit. Uh, yeah, I seen. Uh, we went to the um, the Chance ten year out here. Mm. Yeah, that shit was t- that was a great day. But like, I was, uh, ass. I was that. Yeah. Same shit though. Like, I thought about it going into the show. I'm like, hey, what's gonna happen? We just fucking like paranoia, and you know, everyone's rapping along. I'm like, oh. right. I'm like, no, bro. This is not just our memories ten years ago, bro. This is like some serious ass, like, yeah. This is awkward for me, at least. Yeah, it's 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 a lot, you know. And like, acid rap is something that I also held very close to my heart at the time. Yeah, like, particularly a song like Paranoia. Like, uh-huh. Great song. I, I feel like Paranoia and like Acid Rain. Like, Acid Rain is my favorite chance song. But like, that's a sad ass song. But 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 then, but then again, that's not a song that's like trying to be happy. Or like, or, or, or like, or like, it's not a song that's like, you know, like it's not money treats. You know, like yeah. Acid Rain is not money treats, but yeah. it's like that's a sad ass song. Yeah, like just like imagine for like like um, um where do you perform that in LA? Where, where was the show? Forum, bro. Huge like, stadium arena. Right, because he because he did it at the Barclays in Brooklyn. Hold out like, arena. Like imagine going on stage at the Barclays or at the Forum in Brooklyn or LA. And performing yeah. a song like Paranoia or a song like Acid Rain or a song like uh like Faucet from Earl's I Don't Like Shit, I Don't Go Outside. Like 
And I can, like, I can get anyone that can do that. And I think that's like, maybe that's part of why, like, I don't get too, too specific with my music. Like, it's very personal, but like, I'm not naming like specific events. I'm going to reference, I was in a gurney, which, you know, that's about being in the psych ward, but I'm not going to say that. Right. That, that maybe I keep, you know, that's how I protect myself with that shit. Cause like, I, I really do commend people that can do that shit. But like, yeah, that's, I, Kwame, Kwame is a, amazing at doing shit like that. And I, I told him that the other day, like, bro, like, that's like, I don't, I don't want to give myself more points for doing the thing where I'm like, oh, I'm happy, but I'm sad. Like, no, like that shit's beautiful and amazing that you can do that. Right. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, no, it's, it's an achievement for real. Like, it's, it's like, it's scary, you know. Yeah. Like, like, like shit, of course, too. Like, you know. Right. Yeah. No. I, I, I was. I was no. Sorry. What you say? I was the same with like Bobby Smurda and Chiki. That shit's amazing that you could do that. But like, goddamn. Right. Yeah. No. I, I was. Um. I had. Um. I had Diz from Boston on here a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. We talked about it again too. And like, yeah, you know, yeah, just like, just like what, what the line is for him because he's somebody who like puts it all out there, you know. And like, I'm just like, where's the line? It, it's it's just like you know, like I, I, these are conversations I haven't think about all the time. It's just like, it's a lot, you know. But like, we, we got fam. Like, that's another thing. Like. We have real people in our lives. These songs are about like, you know, right. Much, you know, sometimes you want to be like, oh, I'm rapping. I'm doing a, a thing. Even if it is some made up shit, it's like I have a mom and a dad and brothers and aunties and grandparents that are going to like check out my music if they get curious. And like that shit's always going to matter more to me for me because I'm close to my family. So, certain right. shit, like, you know, I'm not getting too deep about certain things because like I still got to be a person after this, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, that shit is very real, man. It's, it's, it's like, you know, you talk about, like, if you know, you know. That's like, if you know, you know, you know. It's like, yeah, bro. Son, this is, we, we like, I feel like we could keep this going for, like, another three hours. But <laughs> um, it, it, this has been fucking great. But to, but, to, but, but to bring it all full circle, for real, um, Zay, if your life was a movie, what would it be about? I think I'd really enjoy... Uh, like a fucking Coen Brothers movie, like we're like it don't really matter what the plot is. There's some cool dialogue and some themes you could pick up and keep watching it. But like, the point of it was to have a good time, and I think that's what my life, the movie, would be about. You, you'll see who I am, but like, I'm not trying to make a grand statement. You have to extrapolate that yourself. So yeah, some chill. I like Big Lebowski. Right, I fuck with that because Burn After cause Burn After Reading is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I watch it whenever I feel depressed. That's the one with like, Clooney, right? What? That's the one with George Clooney? Yeah. Okay. Um, the 27 Dresses Night, we watched the beginning of that. So, like, I got to, I got to, like, finish that one. I like that one a lot so far. Oh, please. that it, it's, it's so good. Like, there's a, um, I don't want to spoil it, so I'm not going to spoil the movie for you, but, like, at the end, so, yeah, so, like, you've seen, um, J.K. Simmons's, like, secret agent, or, or, or like, CIA man? Yeah? Or not? Yeah. In the movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, like there's like a bit at the end where like one of the analysts just asks him, just like, what did we learn from this? And he's just like, I guess we just learned never to do it again, you know. And like that's like the whole point of the like once again, like the, that movie has a very crazy ending. A lot of shit happens. Like that's like I saw a movie where like a lot of things happen, but nothing happens, and it all means nothing, you know. Like it's and it's weird that I don't like Seinfeld because I like stuff like that, and I know Seinfeld is very much that. I but, think if you as more of a cynical show, you might fuck with it more. Maybe, maybe. Like, it's like Jerry isn't happy, even though he has everything he wants. Right. <laughs> he's like kind of a he's like he's kind of an asshole, but like he's not necessarily malicious. But anyway, yeah, that's yeah. Right. But 
but yeah, no, like, yeah, you yeah, know, like, just like Life as a Coen Brothers movie is like either, either that or you ever see True Grit with uh, Jeff Bridges? No, and, uh, it's uh, Jeff Bridges, uh, Matt Damon. It's also um, Haley. Oh, uh, who, who voices who voices when in the Spider Verse movies? Haley Steinfeld. I don't know who voices her. Okay, that's uh, but she, but um, she's uh, that was like her first movie role. It was like it was before she. Be- she's um, oh man, she's like really really famous now. Um, uh, I'm 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 gonna look it up. Hang on. Yeah, no, her her name's Haley Steinfeld. She was um, she voices Gwen in the Spider Verse movie. She was in that Emily Dickinson show that was on Apple TV. Um, and the and um, she was in Hawkeye. If you ever saw the Hawkeye show? But she was um, it, it's 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 not good. You're not missing nothing. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah. But the, her first movie role ever was in True Grit, and she's like, that's like a, it, it's like based on this like older. It, it's it's based on the novel. It's based on a novel that was also adapted into a movie starring John um John Wayne. Oh, what they, won his, they won his Oscar for it's. What? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's like a it's like a Coen Brothers movie, but if it was a western. That's, that's all I'm gonna say. It's, it's and the so Coen after seeing uh, Burn After Reading a little bit, I'm like, oh, they're like, they're like a uh, Tarantino, but like less self indulgent. I feel like. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Definitely. Yeah, no, they're, they're most like I would say Lebowski is probably their most self indulgent movie, and like it deserves it. The Great Lebowski, is, the, the Big Lebowski is great, you know, but like uh, it, it's so good. But like, but like everything else is a way. Everything else is way more grounded. Burn after meetings way more grounded. Um, True Grit's way more grounded. I would say, it, 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 like, at some point, go through and watch a bunch of the Coen Brothers are great. They're they're yeah. they're, they're just super dope. It, especially if you like like Curb and stuff. Yeah. Like, there's stuff like there's stuff like very dryly funny. It's it's like they're like dramedies that like step the line, but it, it's it's cool. I, I like their shit, and it, and it's nice to hear that like your life would just be like a Coen Brothers movie where like you learn about you, but. Yeah, I, I, that's. Watch it, you might be like, wait, that was kind of dumb. Wait, no, nah, I was kind of gas. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not like, just, just, yeah. That's, thank, thank you, bro. This yeah. was, this was, this was so good. Like, like, you know, like, like I said, I've, I've been a fan for a while. Like, even before you and Caleb were trying to, were trying to get you on here, but like, it just, this got like the right time. I like, I, you know, like, I love what you're doing, and just congratulations, and I'm excited to hear. I'm, I'm excited to hear Kwame three. Like I'm, I'm ready. First off, likewise, thank you very, very much. Uh, yeah, like I said, this, this is like a this is something I've been wanting to do. This is fucking tight as hell. Like, I really appreciate being on this platform. And yeah, likewise, big fan of what you do. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, bro. Yeah, no, it's it's like this is like these are the conversations that like we all these are the conversations we'd be having anyway. So yeah. It's just it's just nice to just kind of it's nice to have a place to be able to do that and just like be cool about it. So thank you, th- yeah. th- thank you for being willing and dealing with my internet bullshit. Thankfully, everything held for the rest. But like, <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate you. Great, great question. Didn't even feel like an interview. Like, inter- hell interview. yeah, well, yeah. That, that well, I'm, I'm sorry. What was the last word? So didn't didn't feel like an interview in the best way possible. That's 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 the goal, man. Every fucking time. Thanks for listening. Shout out to y'all for making it this far. And shout out to all the black people listening too, because y'all really impeccable. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend to come through next time. One.